0: Hey there everybody welcome back to the real podcast a podcast brought to you by mission for mobility to get more updates on our organization or on our podcast make sure to follow us at mission for mobility on instagram or visit our website missionformability.com now without further ado hope you enjoy this episode let's get real Hello there everybody, welcome back to The Real Chair. I'm your host, Jada Yang from Mission Mobility, a youth-led nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering the voices of disabled students. Today, I have a very special guest here today, Kaiser Yang.
1: Hello, Jada. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so, not only is Kaiser Yang a co-founder and CEO of Platypus Labs, a globally recognized speaker in innovation and marketing, working with companies such as Sephora, PGA, Cardinal Health, Walmart, and so many more, an award-winning author of Crack the Code, but also my dad. Today, we're going to be talking about innovation and how to use it within the disabled community but also the from the lens of a parent who has a kid with a disability so without further ado um if i miss anything uh Dad, if you want to introduce yourself
1: yeah thanks jada so i think you covered all of it i uh i am a consultant in the innovation space a keynote speaker an author And I get the opportunity to really help a number of different organizations build and strengthen a culture of innovation. So glad to have a chance to chat with you on the real chair.
0: Yeah, of course. So as you said, you're an author. And so in your book, Crack the Code, you talk about barriers and innovation. And so with the disabled community kind of not sometimes having access to certain products, what do you think are the types of barriers that exist for others when creating accessible?
1: Yeah, so for me, the first and probably the most important step in the innovation process is gaining empathy. And this is really understanding the needs of those that you are innovating for. And I think my personal experience combined with my work has shown that in the disabled community, there just isn't enough empathy of all the challenges and obstacles and stigmas associated with disabilities, specifically in the mobility space. And so if there was one thing I could do to drive greater innovation and greater change, it would be really to get everybody that isn't it part of the disability a disabled community to gain some empathy and really true understanding of some of the challenges faced by this community. Mm-hmm.
0: And as kind of an unofficial official member of Mission for Mobility, we've really had great conversations about this off-camera. So I'm really glad you brought up the awareness and empathy aspect of this. Um, another thing that you're actually famous for in Platypus Labs is the judo flip. So to our audience, can you briefly explain what it is and how you think businesses or we in our everyday lives can utilize the Judo Flip to market all products to all people?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Judo Flip may not necessarily apply, but it is a simple but yet super powerful technique. And the Judo Flip is simply this. When you're about to do things the way you've always done it, the traditional way, the expected way. What would happen if you gave it a judo flip, meaning do the opposite, judo flip an assumption, judo flip a process, judo flip of any kind of customer experience. And if you really think about it, the oppositional thinking has really fueled some of the greatest inventions and innovations since the start of time. So when we apply the judo flip in any client situation, whether it's a challenge or an opportunity, we write down all the rules and assumptions that are part of the process, the product, or the experience that we're trying to innovate. And then we go through and judo flip each one. What's the opposite? Now, what's really important to remember though is the opposite isn't necessarily the innovation, it's just the opposite but you use the list of oppositional thinking to really spark new ways, different ways, fresh approaches to tackle the challenges and opportunities at hand.
0: Yeah, so a lot of the things that like, for me personally, as a disabled person that we go through is kind of like people saying, oh, it's kind of a small community. And so we judo flip it and saying, what if sometimes we can I guess advertised to the majority, if we kind of shift that frame view, that would be super great for businesses to implement. Um, So this is kind of going off script, but I know last year I took a class on design thinking and UX and UI design. How do you think innovation plays within that?
1: Oh, innovation is a big part of it and both communities or frameworks are very much intertwined. In design thinking, depending on which school of thought you go by, most often the first step is that empathy gathering that we just talked about. It really is not about jumping right away to the solution, but instead understanding that customer need and designing specifically around the pain points that you're trying to resolve or or the opportunity based on that customer need or want state. Innovation is very much the same way. We follow various parts of the design thinking process in terms of understanding customer needs, framing the opportunity in the most impactful challenge statement, and using a variety of ideation techniques like the judo flip to uncover new perspective and new ideas, new solutions.
0: Mm -hmm. So speaking of kind of uncovering new ideas, I guess I kind of want to shift over to talking about your experience as a parent of mine and also just like trying or seeing us go through kind of the whole disability process um therapy and whatnot so i guess my first question for you is as a parent what are the most common misconceptions about having a disabled child
1: yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I'm. I feel like I'm still learning, and uh, you know, everything from therapy to all of the resources available to really understanding what the community entails. Um, I I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, but uh, it, it's been very enlightening to really understand all the basic needs that somebody has especially heightened by the disabled community so for us specifically our family uh, we've recently gone on a couple of trips to the east coast and everything from uh, the mobility in the airport uh, to being able to access college campuses with the right equipment and the right infrastructure these are all things that you normally take for granted And uh, as as we've progressed through our journey together, I think I've become much more uh, appreciative of the challenges and probably uh, have a much greater level of appreciation for the schools and the cities and uh, all the processes and systems that have been put in place to support the disabled community. Mm -hmm
0: for sure like in our local (laughs) in our local area actually they're creating um accessible what's called like rampways onto like streets and sidewalks and that hasn't been implemented before and so um we really took kind of sidewalks for granted (laughs) near our area so this next question and one of like the kind of final ones are like are have there any have you had any misconceptions about people with disabilities or disabled people before coming becoming a parent with um, like of a child with a disability, and how are you navigated through that? And like, what do you like? What are your experiences like?
1: Yeah, I don't know if there are any misconceptions. I I think it's just been a learning process and having an open mind and. Uh, Certainly, I I did my share of research to really understand what cerebral palsy means, what premature birth means, and all the treatments and therapies and support groups that are out there. Uh, For me, I don't think it's so much a misconception. It was just a lack of understanding because I wasn't faced Uh, with some of the challenges and opportunities that all of this brought to our family so um, for me it's been a tremendous learning experience and i think i'm very grateful for all the folks that have supported us over the years uh, from all the therapy centers like napa where we've spent hours to even learning about hyperbolic chambers to just all the different uh, things that we've been able to uh, utilize to build and strengthen Uh, Your mobility Mm -hmm.
0: So you kind of talked about I guess like how your learning process and that research that kind of went through that For new parents or people that don't really know about the disabled community or even having a disability What do you think are ways that people can learn more about it?
1: Yeah, I mean I think just starting online there's so many organizations already out there trying to promote the awareness and compassion and driving advocacy to build better resources and support infrastructure. So Mission for Mobility certainly is one Uh, and there's tons of partners of Mission for Mobility that are also focusing on this particular need state or opportunity. So there's a tremendous amount of resources out there, no shortage of them. So any parent uh, that is faced with this some of these challenges or opportunities there there really is countless resources that you can tap into
0: well thank you so much and with that i mean we would love to close off by saying uh make sure to check out craft the code if you haven't already it's one of my personal favorite books i also have an acknowledgement in it so i may be a little biased also make sure again to follow us at mission for mobility on instagram check on our website at www.missionformobility.com. And thank you so much, Dad, Kaiser Yang, all of the above for really hanging out with us today. All
1: right, Jada, thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. And remember, everybody, to stay real. See you soon.